0: Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now, here's our mama. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Today is such a special day. I have someone very near and dear to me. She is our social media correspondent at Taste of Reality, the new network that I'm on. And her name is Amani Craig. And I am just so excited to have her with me because I have so many questions about what she does and how she makes us all look so good. So, welcome, Amani, to the show. Hi.
1: Hi, thank you
0: so much for letting me on. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy we're able to chat and um, just find out a little more about, you know, how tissue Reality works, kind of the Mm -hmm. inner workings, you know, your standpoint as far as social media goes. I mean, that's so, Mm -hmm. so important. So, but before we get into that, I would love to get to know you. I don't know anything about your background. So where were you raised? Where did you grow up? Let's Mm -hmm. just get right into it.
1: Okay, well, I was born in Pittsburgh, but um, my family moved to Florida when I was two, so Floridian, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll take the L. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Floridians get so much slack. No, yes. um, but yeah, I've, I've grown up here. Um, I went to USF, and I majored in mass communication, so I've always been very interested in writing and social media and just, you know, communicating in general. I love to talk, so <laughs> I'm not good at math, so it just works. Yeah, and so I found Tasty of Reality when I was in college. I was looking for internships. I didn't really know exactly what I, what I wanted as relates to the communications field. And, you know, living in Florida, especially where I live now, it's kind of a smaller town. and There's not a lot of communication opportunities, if you will, like not like LA or how I assume. I found taste of Reality and they were accepting interns. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And so it, It was just worked out and I've been with them since I think it was 2016. And now I'm full on now. So yeah, (laughs) that's kind of how I got started with Taste of Reality and a little bit about me.
0: Wow. So you've been with them for quite a few years. That's very cool. Yeah. I love that. And I guess one of my biggest questions is, you know, with the communications degree, did it just kind of make sense to get into this field? Like were you, was this like the job that you were kind of envisioning out of college?
1: Yes and no. I didn't really know specifically what I wanted. Ever since I was younger, I've always had a fascination with like celebrity, I guess you could say. Got it. Um, I've always been into like entertainment. I've always kind of had like my thumb on the pulse, finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to pop culture, like I'm just always that friend. People are like, oh my God, did you hear about <laughs> you say, Kim and Kanye? And I'm like, girl, like I've already, like, come on, I already knew about that. Right. But yeah, I've always wanted to do something entertainment journalisty. but as I've gotten older, I don't care as much about the Kardashians as like I once did, but it's still like very fun for me because I'm in it anyways. So it just kind of makes sense that it's something that like I would do for a career. I actually work for a nonprofit here in Florida. Yeah. So I- like completely polar opposite of case of reality but it's almost good because it's my release my outlet and it's I truly truly enjoy it and in the future like I definitely would like to do something like full on in entertainment.
0: That's wonderful. Can you tell us more about the nonprofit that you work for?
1: Yeah. I work for Habitat for Humanity.
0: Oh, okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, but it's a local affiliate to where I live and it's, I I really, really love working in the nonprofit space. It's just really fulfilling, you know, getting to work with families who um, are in need of housing because housing is just so expensive, especially where I live. Um, It's just absurd. The amount of, the amount it costs to live. It's insane.
0: Okay. You do Um, know I'm in California, right? I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, Insane. I actually still live at home with my mom just because, like, I'm saving up, but it's just, it's insane. It's like a one bedroom apartment, it's like $1,400. It's like, I would do better paying a mortgage at this point, not even like renting.
0: Oh um, my gosh. A one bedroom here, <laughs> just to let you know, it's like twice that much, but I completely understand if you're not oh used to. Yeah it's, yeah, it's insane. It is insane. California living, it's no, no joke. And you know, I told you I was born in Florida, so and raised you know, here, yeah, I, yeah. I remember. But, yeah, I do recall us renting, a, like, a three-bedroom house for that. So that is very high for a one-bedroom Yeah, area. for,
1: like, an apartment, yeah. So it's just yes. like, mm, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nonprofit life is really fun, but um, there's a little space in my heart still <laughs> for reality TV. And So,
0: yeah. That's good that you're able to do both, though. So are you able to, in the pandemic, still work as much as you'd like to with Habitat for Humanity?
1: In March, I think it was, we worked for two weeks because how silly of us to think two weeks was all we needed <laughs> to get the, you know, COVID under. Oh, nobody controls. knew. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, hindsight. So mm-hmm. um, there was two weeks where we had, we were at home, we were paid, everything was great. We were like, we'll rally through this. We'll be back stronger, better. Then we got back. I think I worked one day to kind of like clean out the offices because we were going to be closed until I think April or May I don't really remember um but we were furloughed so I wasn't working then oh. luckily I was able to get unemployment but it came like yeah. once I started working again so I was like okay but luckily you know I was at home and I don't have bills but I'm at you know my I had my parents to fall back on and yeah. so many people didn't have that so I feel extremely blessed in that regard But now we're back full throttle. I mean, Florida doesn't really adhere to any sort of (laughs) guidelines anyway. So we're back working. Try to be as safe as possible. We don't let, like, a ton of visitors in the building. Everyone wears masks when they're not in their own offices. Oh, that's good. Um, We don't have, like, any bigger fundraising events, which hasn't been great. You know, we rely on money to, you know, build the homes and everything. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we're hit too, but luckily, you know, we, a lot of our donors are still doing pretty okay. So, um, yeah, so we're still able to, you know, do the mission and whatnot.
0: Oh, that's really good. Well, yeah, I didn't know that you did that as well. So gosh, you were a busy lady (laughs) for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And the, um, so you said you're living at home, which, you know, Mm -hmm. these days it is so typical. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but it's like so typical to live at home. I feel under like the age of 30 and even like young thirties, you know, are you in a relationship? So no. And I
1: know that you're a relationship coach, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So possibly you can help me in the future. I'm not in a relationship.
0: That's a whole nother episode, right? But um, (laughs) the best dating advice I can give you is for sure if you're not already on apps, you know, right now, like Mm -hmm. especially because it's a new year. In fact, the Sunday, the first Sunday of a new year is the biggest online dating day of the year so yeah so everybody hops on and so if you're not on there you're definitely you know missing that boat if you will but if you need help with like a profile or anything like that like i've helped so many of my friends but if you're looking for a relationship like really really looking for one the best thing i can tell you to do is literally write down every single trait that you want in that person in your mate okay and i am telling you that is like it has been life-changing for so many people including myself I did that and two weeks later my husband fell into my lap practically like we just we met and then we were together from then so and we'll be married 10 years this year. So it's just you know you just have to tell the universe what you want. That's like okay, the most important I'm thing.
1: Definitely going to be doing that once we so hang <laughs> up. I'm just writing all of those things down. Awesome. I'll try to Not be as picky with
0: my list. Well, actually, be very specific because I certainly was. Yes, definitely. You want to be specific because then the universe knows what to deliver. You know, you want to be too general. You have to know like your deal breakers. You have to know things that, you know, maybe you will absolutely not date a smoker. Like, you have to know those things. Those are really important. I feel like the best thing you can do if you're single, but if you're not online, you want to be on at least three apps. I know it sounds kind of like intimidating, but three apps. Bumble is. Great, because women have to contact first, so I love that. The men can't even contact us, like, <laughs> even yeah, if they wanted so to. <laughs> that is great. Right. So you're not going to be harassed, you know, at least not at first, right? But, Very true. <laughs> but if you can, you know, reach out and you always want to, like, say something about their profile, not just, like, hi. You want to be more specific. Mm-hmm. You want to be more intentional. So I think it's all about being intentional, knowing what okay. you want, and have that focus. By the way, if you haven't listened to my last episode with Back to Love Doc. Listen to that episode. It is fantastic. She really just okay, outlines that. everything. So, anyway, I digress, but I'm here for you, Imani, if you need me.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I need it. <laughs> of course I need it.
0: It is so much fun for me. I love, love, love helping my friends find love. And I've I've helped a lot of them actually. It's been really, really exciting.
1: So what Talk you're saying it. is you're yeah. Chris Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> I like to think of myself as like I mean, I don't know. Is Chris Harrison really a matchmaker? I feel like not really. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the circumstances that The Bachelor, it's just so rushed, you know? And it's fair. Yeah, and it's just so drama-filled. And I want to give people their best chance. And I feel like the show, as much as I love it, and you know I love it, I feel like they don't always give people the best chance, you know? I mean, we'll mm-hmm. just get right into it. On that James season, you know, that just started this week, Yeah, there was a 21-year-old.
1: I mean, I'm 25, so, like, granted, I'm not, you know, super, super mature, but I was looking at some of the ages, and I'm like, okay, why is everybody, like, recently (laughs) get like, 20? This is weird.
0: Yes. I don't like that, because, and if it were up to me, there would not be a contestant or a lead under the age of 27. Maybe 26, like a really mature 26, but Mm -hmm. if I was in production, it would be 30, (laughs) okay? Like, I'd have it cut off, like, 30 and up, because... You just are learning about yourself. You're just mm-hmm. trying to find yourself. You are not ready. Most people, I don't want anyone to at me, but most people right. are not ready at even your age, even at 25. Mm-hmm. Like, And I don't know if you've heard that theory of the three loves of your life. Have you heard that?
1: I don't think I have.
0: I love this theory. Okay. So there's a theory called three loves and it was on TikTok, but I've seen it before so the first love is like a puppy love like a like a first love you know where you're just like infatuated have you ever been with somebody like that like have you just been like ride or die like you would literally like do anything for this person just totally totally fully in love
1: okay so spoiler alert i've never been in a serious relationship before
0: okay so that's what will come first, most likely. Okay. Yeah. So I'm preparing you here. It's all good. Oh, Thank you're a baby, you. I honey. I appreciate it. You're a baby. You're 25. <laughs> my God. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was dating like crazy at your age. I did yeah. not <laughs> I did not find my husband um, or he found me at 30. You know, like I was 30. Yeah. He was 28. So, yeah, no, your 20s are for dating. I have said that so many times. Your 20s are Mm -hmm. for dating. Have fun. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you want. Date, date, date. It's a numbers game. You want to get yourself out there and have as many dates as possible. Now, granted, it's hard to have a numbers game in a pandemic, but you are in Florida, so that's going to help you a little bit. Very
1: true,
0: (laughs) (laughs) No offense. Okay, so the first love is puppy love. Second love is a hard love, okay? So... That is like break up, get back together. Maybe Mm -hmm. some cheating is involved. I mean, I hate to break your heart, but that's it's kind of like you have to have your heart broken until you find that real true love, which it comes after that. Okay. So there's puppy love, the hard love, and then the true love. Now, I had Julia on from Listen to Your Heart. And she asked Mm -hmm. me, she said, can a hard love become a true love? And I said, Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. But I feel like it could. Like if you guys had some time apart, maybe grew a little bit, you know, emotionally or got over the situations that, you know, were kind of keeping you apart. So it's very, very possible. But most likely you're going to have a puppy love, then that hard love, and then your true love. So and that could happen in a matter of, you know, two years, you could have all of that, like, we don't know, you know, the timelines or anything. But in your head, yeah. you can cut you should have it kind of back in the back of your head. Like, if you're really falling hard for someone, that might be your puppy love. So it might not be that person that you're going to the rest of your life with.
1: Okay, I'm going to be having that in the back of my
0: head. (laughs) It's really fascinating. (laughs) I think it's fascinating. I mean, I'm a sociology major. And actually, Mm -hmm. I minored in mass communications, funny enough. To me, it's also fascinating. So that's kind of why I'm still, like, in the dating coaching world. I'm also a sleep coach for babies and children, too. So if you... Yeah, so if you need help sleeping. I can help you. I say babies and children, but to be honest, it's really for anyone who needs help sleeping. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Especially these days. No, I, um, I'm into stuff like that as well. Like the love languages and everything like that. I think all of it is just so interesting and helpful to be honest, to like dissect like your specific interests and like how you compare and compatibility and all that. Like, it's definitely very interesting to me.
0: Oh, 100%. And I, I completely believe in all of that, you know, and signs too. To a certain degree, mm-hmm. signs are also very important, you know. Agree, yeah. Yeah, you can have someone that's not like a typical Leo or like a typical Libra, but it's still, you want to kind of factor that in, right, to like a long-term yes. relationship. The other mm-hmm. thing too, and before I get off this whole dating thing, we'll get back into The Bachelor because there's so much mm-hmm. to talk about about The Bachelor. Yeah. The most important thing is when you're on a date, you just want to be yourself from day one. A lot of people want to put this other face on and just put their best foot forward, which is totally fine. But you want to be authentically you and true to yourself. Because what happens is that person might like who you're pretending to be. But then mm-hmm. down the road, a month later, two months later, a year later, if you're still pretending to be that other person, you're going to come out. The true you <laughs> will emerge. Right. And this person's going to be like, Who the hell are you? I am out. Like, you know what I mean? So being yourself, your true authentic self, day one, is the best thing you can do when you're dating.
1: Yeah, that's a really good tip. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're very welcome. Well, you know where to find me if you need me. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, The Bachelor, I don't want to do like a recap episode or anything, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, what were your overall thoughts on this brand new, like historical, I mean, just so exciting, right?
1: Uh, Yes, it's exciting. My first thought was I'm loving the diversity Mm -hmm. Um, as a Black woman. It's really awesome to see because, I mean, I don't really have, like, a ton of knowledge as relates to, like, casting and stuff like that. But I always know there has to be, like, one or two Black girls within the cast and vice versa. For The Bachelorette, there has to be, like, one or two. And I don't know, you know, the intentions of casting Matt now because I know, like, a lot of reality TV was kind of getting backlash for a lack of diversity. So Yes. You know, I, I hope ABC's intentions were pure and not just doing it for ratings or anything like that. But either case, I'm happy that there's more representation now on TV. So that's my first sort of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, my second was like, holy hotness! <laughs> he is so <laughs> hot, very attractive, definitely my type. And I think there's a really good group of girls. I think on the show this season, and yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see it, like how it all plays out.
0: For sure. And I love that you talked about, you know, whether ABC's intentions were true. I think it really did boil down to the fact that Rachel Lindsay, who was, um, if you're not uh, aware, if you're listening, if you're not, um, if you didn't know, she was the franchise's first black bachelorette. And I really think that because of her push and how vocal she was about having a black bachelor had to affect their choices. But of course, like the, the general... Uh, black Lives Matter movement, you know, everything uh-huh. that happened this year, just the pivotal things that happened this year, they had to just get into this freaking year, like, get into this decade. Like, we, you know, 18 yeah. years without a black bachelor, that's insane. I mean, when you think it's about insanity. it. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like,
1: we are such a culturally diverse place and mm-hmm. just diverse in every way, religious, um, sexual orientation and everything. It's like, the fact that we are in the year I almost said 2020 oh my gosh we're 2021 (laughs) now the fact that we're in 2021 and this is like shocking that we have diversity on tv is just mind-boggling to me I know and it's really sad but you know what I'll take the small victory hopefully this will you know be a domino effect and people will will realize you know that not every person is one-dimensional there's a lot of colors and shapes and sizes and they're there. (laughs) They exist.
0: Yeah. And I I honestly haven't applauded this show much because it's almost like, you know, clapping for a duck who quacks, right? Like, I just I feel like what took you so long? I mean, if I could sit down with production, and you know, I I actually have a couple of few friends that are um, in production, but I can't Mm -hmm. podcast with them, which kills me. Because we both we both want to, you know, we both want to like have that conversation. But they can't, right? They can't. It's just right, too yeah. taboo. They just can't do it um, against every contract, I'm sure. So oh, I bet. Right. But if I could sit down, I mean, I, I would just have all of these questions like, why would it take you guys this long? And why has Bachelor Nation, you know, been so um complicit with all the white <clears throat> leads and contestants? You think about it and you're just like, why haven't people spoken up before? Why this year? I mean, I know Black Lives Matter had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. But my God, like, why did it take that long? So that's disappointing.
1: I had the same question as well. And um, I'll be honest, like, this is a whole other podcast episode for another day. But just <laughs> like, my, like my upbringing and, you know, where I grew up, like, I really didn't get much into I don't want to say activism because there's so much more I could do to like further and progress and you know other people's minds and everything but I know you're a fan of her but one of my like queens is Sophia Bush
0: oh my god and she
1: love her she has a podcast and I follow her and she's such an advocate for the reason why we're not seeing these sort of diversity on these shows because look at the writer's room they're all white men Uh obviously there's not going to be a white man in the room saying oh (laughs) should we put a black girl on here like they're just not they're not thinking that way so the reason why there's not as much diversity on our shows on reality tvs because people of color not a lot of women also let's start there right they're not in these these spaces they're not making the decisions so when the product i mean i can't speak to of course like what the bachelor like what production looks like, but just in general across platforms, like there's not ethnic people or a lot of women in these places of power. So yeah. that's why they're not being, you know, reflected. And I was, when she said, like, I don't know if it was her specifically, I follow a lot of very socially active people. Oh my God, that was the Oprah moment. I'm like, that's so true. Yes. There's no people of color, you know, in, production. That's right.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, look at Chris Harrison and Mike Fleiss are both old white guys. Like, (laughs) we're not gonna have either of them saying exactly like, oh, let's get more POC in here. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that so much more progress needs to be made. And Mike Johnson brought that up too. that more producers need to be POC more, you know, behind the scenes, people need to be POC. And I think on Tasha season, I believe there were Uh, which is great, you know, because she had someone that she can really talk to, identify with, uh, relate to. And I love that. But there needs to always be, like, no matter what, no matter what race the lead is, there should always be other producers there that, have different backgrounds I mean I just think that's crazy if there isn't but hopefully we're going in a better direction you know I really hope Mm -hmm. that we are but so which of the girls um you said it was a great group of girls which I completely Mm -hmm. agree with you which of the girls kind of stood out to you on night one
1: I loved Abigail Uh I just even if she went home I would have just still just loved her first of all i think the fact that she's bringing awareness to the deaf community is awesome Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of talk in that community i feel like in mainstream media at least i don't see it no so i think she's yeah i think she's doing a lot for that community so i and plus i just love her personality she seems really (laughs) cute
0: yeah
1: of course love the vibrator
0: girl katie (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) i really like her i would want to be friends with her so
0: Oh my gosh, she, seems fun. she is so hilarious. I actually DM would her because um, Lauren Chamblin, LC on Love is Blind. She has mm-hmm. been talking to her for a few weeks and Lauren and I are pretty close. And she's like, okay. you've got to DM her. She is hysterical. And so we've been chatting, she and I, and I'm like, you have to come on my podcast, girl. And she's down whenever she can. But she is so funny. And she's just like, she's just herself. I love that she just doesn't care she just wants to be herself through and through I love
1: that me too I you guys would have such a fun episode you too
0: oh we'd have a blast I cannot wait for that to happen
1: (laughs) yes that would be awesome so I love her um I really like MJ just because I love her hair she's so cute Mm -hmm. I just really like her um I don't see her no offense to her I don't really I don't see it going that far but I still really I just I just like her she's a cute girl
0: yeah she'll be right Um, on paradise for sure
1: um, Victoria is the worst.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Every season needs one.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Victoria. You just wonder, right? You wonder if that's her, again, true authentic self. Like, are you putting on an act? Are you really that obnoxious? Like, I want to know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um,
1: I, I wonder that, too. Maybe a little bit. Maybe she played it up some. But, you know, she definitely got her rose. So that was...
0: Well, yeah, because they have to have a one-on or a two-on-one with her and um, Kit with the 21-year-old. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That, oh,
1: my God. Speaking, what do you think of Kit?
0: So, first of all, did you know her mom is Cynthia Rowley, like the famous designer?
1: I did not know that until I went on Twitter after and I was like,
0: what? Oh, my (laughs) God. Yeah, exactly. Same, same. And so I'm thinking, well, there had to be some strings there, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Right. But I think she is absolutely adorable. She has no business being on that show at 21. She is. I agree. 100% there for drama purposes only. So I'm okay with it because she's cute. She seems fun, kind of spunky. But yeah, I mean, there's no way in hell if she were be- to become uh, a love interest of his, I would be pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I just don't I just don't see it. Like, why do you want to get married? I mean, no offense to people that do, but it's like you're 21. There's no need for you to find love. Like, no. There's no reason for you to be on the show. But hey.
0: No, no, and then that's what I'm saying. I really hope that they get away from the youngins, you know, from the babies. And yeah, if absolutely. you're a millennial and you're listening to this and you're offended, please don't take offense at all. I just, I really feel like you guys have no business looking for the love of your life at 21. That's all I'm saying.
1: I don't think anyone could be offended at that. And <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't think it's possible. Right,
0: you'd be surprised. Some of the DMs I get, I'm like, wow, okay. Oh my gosh, Right. Yeah, I
1: can imagine, yeah.
0: All over the board.
1: <laughs> okay, so Imani is... Not extremely common, but it's getting, like, I, I meet a lot more now. Mm-hmm. But there was someone named Imani. She went home night one. They didn't even really focus on her at all. But oh. when I was looking, she spells it with an E instead of an I in the beginning. But when I was looking at the girls on ABC before I watched it, I was like, okay, wait, what? Imani? What? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she
0: went home. When I think of Imani, I think of that beautiful model from, like, gosh, I don't know, oh, maybe yes. the 90s or something. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm dating myself, but yeah, I, I think of no, her. no, yeah.
1: I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, she's Aww, beautiful.
0: Yes. I loved Brie. Yeah,
1: I liked Brie, yes.
0: Brie was in the green dress, right? The gorgeous, like, silky kind of looking green yes, dress. Yes, okay. I
1: loved that dress. It was beautiful. It
0: was insanely beautiful. And I love the girl from North Carolina who had the pickup oh, truck. yes,
1: yes, yes. What's her
0: name? Oh, my gosh. I love her. I want to say another Rachel, I believe.
1: Yes. It's something, like, along those lines. I really, really liked her and the sweet tea and the mason jar. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh, yes. They
0: have, like, yes. A, like, a mini one-on-one. I loved everything about it. I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I definitely, okay. like, identified with her. Mm. I just thought it was the sweetest thing. I will say, though, the other Rachel I think is going to go very far. Um, okay, remind
1: me a little bit of her.
0: Okay, so she's, like, beautiful brunette, like, really striking, I don't remember what she was wearing unfortunately, but I will say there's a little bit of like and I'm not spoiling anything, I promise, but there's a sure, little bit yeah. of like controversy around her right now, so I don't know if you've heard this. I talked about it on my Rose Rewind Recap last night.
1: Okay. live.
0: And so Rachel is from Cummins, Georgia, I want to say. I think it's Cummins or Cummings. And okay. it, it is Like, historically, the most racist town in all of Georgia. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say that city was probably all red. Okay. (laughs) And the rest of Georgia was blue, okay? It's bad. So what is happening now, people are just assuming she's racist. And so they're, like, calling her out on it, I think, on, like, TikTok and just social media in general. And they don't have any receipts. Like, nothing to back it up. But they're saying, like, oh, she... She made fun of me when I dated a black guy in high school or whatever. Or she's, you know, Mm. she's said racist things or whatever, that kind of stuff. So that is out there. So you haven't heard any of that then?
1: I hadn't seen that, no.
0: Yeah, it just came out like a few, I want to say a few days ago. But but I think she's going to go really far. I think she and Matt had a really strong connection.
1: Stuff like that, it's, like, I wouldn't even, I mean, granted, everybody has things in their past, but it's, like, before you even go on reality TV, just do a deep dive of your social media. I know. Because people are going to, like, pull it up. I know. Like, just, it's going to happen. People are FBI's, I swear. Like, they're just, what you've done in the past is going to come to light if you go on reality TV. And it's just, you know, especially with cancel culture these days.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have no tolerance. I mean, there's, like, zero Zero tolerance. So you just yeah, you better do your due diligence. They're exactly, gonna Google yeah. the hell out of you like you, better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you better so, look in there.
1: Speaking of that, okay, so you're a lot more versed in bachelor and everything. So <laughs> what okay, so do people know who's going to be on before they're announced? Because, like, people are always like, oh, my gosh, like, I've heard things about them over the summer. Like, how do people know, get the tea on the contestants before it's released? Because I know, like, with the Claire situation with Dale, everyone's like, oh, they communicated over the summer. And I've heard little things like that with different contestants. And I think I heard people mention it in the, in the like, season trailer for Mad Season. Someone was like, oh... People have been messaging me about so-and-so, and and they're, like, not here for the right reasons or something like that.
0: Yeah. So with Claire and Dale, that was very unique considering, you know, she had just been named Bachelorette, and then Mm -hmm. we went into the quarantine, right? We went into the the pandemic hit. So she was able to Google everyone that was listed as her cast. Like, they had already released all the guys' names already. Because oh, okay. they were about to start filming, like I yeah. interviewed Bennett Murphy, who is supposed to be on her season. Great mm-hmm. guy, by the way. He was like, "Oh yeah, I was there the the like original night one," and they sent us all home because of the pandemic. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So I the,
1: had no idea.
0: Yes, it's crazy. So in that circumstance, very very different, right? But for Matt, mm-hmm. I think kind of the same thing. They released the names way before Matt's season airs. So, like, reality, Steve gets, you know, wind of... I mean, Mm, he gets so many people DMing him about... As soon as the contestants come out, like, he just... He knows everything. I mean, it's insane. People just tell him everything about everyone. Okay. So... that makes sense. That's where a lot of that, like, spoiler stuff comes from. But you got to think about it. If you are friends with someone who's going on The Bachelor... Do you really think she's not going to tell you as soon as she knows?
1: Very true, yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. So then people are going to be like, talk, talk, talk. People talk, you know. And it just, the word spreads. And then someone talks to Reality Steve and then he's like, oh, this person is this or whatever. Or this, you know, she just broke up with her ex to get on the show or whatever. So, Mm, yeah, yeah, all that drama. That makes sense. It's all crazy, right? But I feel like this season, though, with Matt is going to be really awesome. I think he's proven to be a really special bachelor. The fact that he, like, led a prayer.
1: Oh, I, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's never happened, ever. I mean, I literally have watched from season one. And that has oh, wow. never, ever happened. Yep, season one, OG. So oh I, gosh, I'm i yeah. a diehard. <laughs>
1: I know that was controversial. I saw some people on Twitter, you know, slamming him for, you know, bringing religion into it. How do and you I, feel about I, that? I didn't grow up in the church per se, but, like, I grew up in a very religious family, especially, like, my grandmother and everything. So I'm no stranger to, you know, prayer and everything. For me, dating someone within my same religion is important to me. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, I, like, I'm not someone that goes to church every Sunday, but it's important to me that we kind of are aligned with our belief systems and, yeah. um, And so I think for Matt's situation, like, they were like, you know, he shouldn't have brought religion in there. Some people are uncomfortable. But I think the fact that he did, if somebody was uncomfortable with that, I think, to me, religion's a big deal. So I think that would be good for someone to not feel, like, if you didn't feel comfortable with that, it would be good to know night one. Mm -hmm. And then you can have those conversations like, hey, I noticed that you prayed. Love that for you. Um, I'm not super, you know, religious. Is is this a deal breaker for you? And that'd be a great, you know, start to that conversation. So I thought it was good. Everyone's different. I appreciated it because like I personally would love a man that, you know, would pray for me, with me, whatever. So I appreciated that with Matt. But I could see how somebody who isn't very religious could, I guess, take offense to it. Right, But, but you'll know off the bat, hey, this isn't the guy for me. i don't I don't like to pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? So
0: exactly. I thought it was the smartest thing he could do because what that did is kind of weed it out if that is important to him, which it seems like is very important to him, yeah, that weeded out so many people. Just by doing something that he felt passionate about. So
1: I agree
0: 100%. It was so, so smart of him. I applauded him. And I also feel like he probably told production, hey, guys, I'd really like a girl who, you know, religion is important to them, or they have spirituality or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine those girls were offended, because I'm sure they kind of handpicked them to be there for Matt. No, I mean, I would think that would be the case.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And half of them were crying. So I, I don't I think anyone was. Yes, <laughs> I don't oh. think anyone was offended.
0: Right. And the one that was tearing up, that's Rachel.
1: Yes. I. Yeah, I love her. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think she's going to go really far. She was touched by that. Obviously, it meant a lot to her, too. I feel like I would have been touched by that. You know, I thought it was just so beautiful. And everybody just kind of bowed their heads. It was kind of, like, amazing to watch. So she's like, yeah, wow. It was,
1: it was really nice. And I think... In that situation, if I was there, I probably would feel some type of way as well because it's like so many, so many emotions in the room. Everyone's nervous. Also, can we talk about how nervous Matt was? It was kind of endearing.
0: It was adorable. I've never seen (laughs) a bachelor more nervous than Matt, but of course he was. He had no prior experience at all (laughs) at all so I love that he is going through this whole journey I know that's kind of a buzzword but whole journey for the first time with these girls so he's gonna have such a different season than any Mm -hmm. other bachelor and I am here for it
1: yeah I think that like if I was one of the girls like seeing how nervous he was that would have like oddly eased my nerves because it's like we're completely in the same boat here I'm just gonna relax
0: And it's important to him. It shows her, you know, that it's important to him. And I loved it. I just thought he was so, again, I'm using authentic, but I felt like he was so himself, so true to who he was. And that's going to make him an amazing bachelor. He might be the best bachelor we've ever had. I don't know. So I'm curious. Did you watch Peter's season?
1: I didn't, but I followed a little bit just, you know, being on Taste of Reality, like I would see things, Mm -hmm. but I did not watch Peter's season.
0: Did you watch Hannah B's season? I did not. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Peter was the bachelor before. So I feel like everybody's Mm going to compare, you know, Matt's journey to Peter's journey. And I mean, there's just no comparison, even from night one. So. Oh,
1: really? Okay.
0: Oh, my God. No, no. Because on Peter's season night one, and sorry, I know everybody knows this, but just to fill you in, Peter was on Hannah B season, and Hannah B Mm -hmm. came on Peter's season. Because she. Okay, yeah,
1: I did hear about that.
0: Okay, yeah, because she broke up with the guy that she chose, right? So she comes on to Peter's season and says, I have regrets. Like, I should not.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Oh, yeah. So she messed with his head right off the bat, night one. So I contribute that to him not being able to make decisions during his entire reign, you know, as Bachelor. Oh my god! And yeah. then now he just broke up with Kelly, which really breaks my heart because I love them together. They were my absolute favorite Bachelor couple. She's so
1: pretty. I've, She's I've seen a lot of pictures of them. She's so cute.
0: She is so sweet. I've talked to her many times. And I just, you know, I hope they find their way back to each other if it's meant to be. But I will not even get into it. I'm literally still in mourning over it. Like, I am, I've really taken it hard. <laughs>
1: Do you know why they broke up? Or is it?
0: there's so many rumors out there, but I can definitely say that there's no way he cheated on her. I mean, they were inseparable. Like they they just, there's just no possible way. Like nobody could ever, ever convince me that he did. So I think it was just, you know, differing future ideals. I mean, there's so many different stories out there. I'm sure the absolute truth will come out soon or at some Mm -hmm. point, but I just, I don't even talk about it because there's, I don't know enough to even speak about it, you know, until they've said something Mm -hmm. for what they've said is kind of what I'm taking it, you know, how they explained it. So I'm going to respect them, respect their privacy. But I send them so, so, so much love, so much love. That's such a hard, hard thing. I mean, they were just about to move to New York, like start a life together. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. She had moved out of her apartment in Chicago, packed everything up, moved out, and Mm -hmm. they were literally going to move within days of that announcement.
1: Oh, my gosh. Something must have, like, happened, like, major behind the scenes.
0: That's what everyone is trying to figure out. Like, what... Huge thing. What possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we see so little of their lives. You know, of celebrities' lives, we see such a slice. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah, hard. That's so true. So, besides The Bachelor, which this season is going to mm-hmm. be in- incredible, I'm so glad you're watching because mm-hmm. we can chat yeah. about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. What was like your first really obsessed reality TV show?
1: I was actually a Kardashian OG. I okay. remember, and I was like really young because I'm 25 now and it's been on for, I don't even know how many years it's been on for, but I I remember watching it back in the day and I just continuously watched it and I followed them for a while. Within the last like four years, I haven't really watched the Kardashians as much, but that was sort of my interim show, like what got me into uh, reality TV, I guess. Okay. But for as long as I remember, I've always been like super into Bravo. I just, I love the Housewives, all of the franchises. One of my good friends in high school was obsessed with The Bachelor, so I would always watch it with her. I never really watched it on my own. I was, I kind of always watched it with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I watched a lot of the earlier seasons of Bachelor when I was in high school, so those I'm familiar with. Do you remember um, what season
0: was the first one you watched?
1: Gosh, I don't remember. I know I watched Des. I know I watched Andy. I watched Juan Pablo. Okay. I watched – it was Mm -hmm. a guy, JP, he, like – someone married someone named jp
0: oh ashley Uh uh-huh and they just got divorced yeah
1: yeah ashley i watched emily maynard so i watched a lot like back in the day yeah um, and i've seen like the you know what's been going on with the bachelor like within the last few years just because of like i have a lot of friends that love the bachelor (laughs) my best friend she's obsessed oh and i watched the one with chad on it i who was that
0: oh god help us that was insane I think that was actually, was that, I think it was Andy. I want to say it was Andy.
1: Andy it was? Okay. I think.
0: Gosh, I can't remember
1: Oh, my goodness. That one was insane. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm like, 75, maybe less, I'll say, 60% familiar with, like, Bachelor Nation and everything, but I definitely want to get more well-versed because it really is such a guilty pleasure to watch.
0: Oh, it absolutely is. And, actually, I am going to correct myself. That was JoJo.
1: JoJo. Okay. JoJo I watched.
0: So did you watch Ben's season before
1: that? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Not that I recall. Maybe like snippets.
0: Oh my god. Ben's season. I remember watching it like four times. So I was, I was insane. I was pregnant with my son at the time and my Mm. husband was in Africa for like Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, for like almost the entire season. So I saw a lot of my husband and Ben. So when I watched it, mm. I felt like closer to my husband. It sounds insane. I know. No, it doesn't. it doesn't. But Ben became the first bachelor ever to be on my podcast was Ben Higgins.
1: Oh, wow. And he's so cute. I I do know that.
0: Oh, I had the I mean, I still have like the biggest crush on him. But here's the thing. He's so handsome, but he's so sweet. Like he is the most genuinely sweet guy I've probably ever met, besides my husband, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah. I've met him several times in person. And I'm just like, how are you this kind? Like how are you this amazing? And yeah, he looks like a freaking model. He's absolutely gorgeous. He looks like a model. Yeah. Absolutely sweet. And I'm so happy that he finally found his person and they're getting married this year.
1: Did he have a show on the ABC family years ago with somebody? Or is that
0: not him? Oh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think it was, like, called, maybe this is not who I'm thinking of, but was it called, like, Ben and Lauren or something? Oh, like yes, like... yes.
0: Yes. So, Lauren okay. was who he chose on his season. She was a flight attendant. And, yeah, yeah, it was between Lauren and JoJo. It's a great season if you ever want to, like, catch up on old se- I mean, it is fantastic season. And it's very, like, genuine. You know, like, Kayla. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Kayla is? She's a huge Instagram person now. But, Kayla was, like, in his top three, and she's amazing, too. Like, all his girls have, like, gone on to do amazing things. Caitlin Bristow, all of it. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. He had amazing stuff. I keep saying amazing, but he had an incredible season. But anyway, he had a show, which I think was their downfall. I think that was their downfall. Mm. Because I think that they had so much pressure on them to get married. So much pressure. Oh, okay. So much pressure. And they were still babies. I mean... Ben was only 24 when he was a bachelor, 24. Oh
1: my gosh, that's, oh my goodness. I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, I can't imagine me right now having however many people, like how many people are in like one episode, like 25 initially or is it less? Yeah,
0: 25 or 30 now.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? No. First of all, I would have an anxiety attack. Of course, and he did. He
0: actually, he has a book coming out in February. I'm actually part of his book, Support Team. I did see that. Yes. It's going to be called Alone in Plain Sight. And it is amazing. I mean, he he talks all about how he felt, you know, as a bachelor and, like, mm-hmm. how much pressure and all the anxiety. And he lost, like, 20 pounds. Wow. He He was sick the entire time. Like, that just tells you you are not ready to take on something like that, you know, clearly. Too young. Way too young. Too young.
1: I have so much respect for people that go on that show, mainly, like, The Bachelor and Bachelorettes, but I just, I can't imagine the emotional turmoil of that. I mean, it's such an accelerated process. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine what that does to you, like, mentally.
0: And they know that. That's the thing. They know, right? It's a whole game. The show's purpose is to break you. That is their purpose. Mm-hmm. When you're on it, they want to break you. I mean, they literally put you in isolation for days and especially if you have to quarantine that's even longer right, right yeah and you cannot have your phone you cannot have tv you I think you can have t- tv but it's just like you know basic channels like you basic, cannot yeah you know it's like you're watching I don't know pbs or something but yeah. <laughs> yeah it's seriously it's like you are so bored out of your mind I mean I've interviewed enough of these cast It's insane. Like they literally try to break you and then they bring in exes that, you know, are toxic and Mm -hmm. they do everything in their power. Now, granted, I keep watching, which, you know, I'm being an enabler, right? But I know what's happening and I kind of like take it with a grain of salt. And I think that's why I Mm -hmm. do my Tub Talk show, my live IG, because I want to talk to them and actually get to know who they really are, not the edit that I saw. And
1: I, I think that's such a great idea because as a consumer, I mean, like, like I said, I'm not fully immersed in bachelor nation. So maybe more of a fan would have a better perspective than I do, but just from an outsider's perspective, there's not a whole lot of like, you know, what's behind the curtain. So I think how you do that and talk to them and you know, kind of get their humanity a little bit, because on the show, they're so played up, like Victoria, for example, who knows if she's actually like that, right, um, but it's so interesting to see, like, like, I was mind blown when you were talking about Ben, like, the mental toll that it had on him,
0: yeah, and so
1: I think that's such interesting perspective, and I think, I don't know, I think it's really great to kind of get some, you know, how the chicken's made type, Mm -hmm information
0: so exactly and we talk about childhood and traumas Mm -hmm. you know anything that kind of led to like who they are today i think again that's my sociology background coming out but i just it's fascinating to me and it really does show you who that person is and what shaped them into the person they are today but i feel like the show is just going to give everyone an edit regardless and Mm -hmm. i want to know who you really were who are you really and they do, they open up and they tell me and I love it. And I get feedback like, wow, I thought that person was really not a good guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he is a yeah. really good guy. Like I have redeemed so many people and it makes me so happy.
1: That is amazing. I love that. You're mm-hmm. like Dan Scott. from one Tree Hill.
0: <laughs>
1: Redemption.
0: Oh my God. I love One Tree Hill so much. That's like one of my top five shows of all time, I would say.
1: Okay, I am this is just a side note i'm a huge one tree hill fan i go to conventions yes i'm a dork
0: no that's so fun
1: i go to conventions yeah i have met sophia hillary chad james oh
0: my gosh i've
1: yeah so i haven't met joy yet she's like my only person from the main cast i haven't met but yes i'm a huge oth stan (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm so jealous right now to have any of those girls, any of them, really any of the girls or guys from Wentry Hill on my show. I I don't even know if I could speak like I'm just so in awe of them. Like that show just shaped my life. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You met them. That's so cool. Well, that's how I feel. When I meet Bastard Nation, like I just, yeah. it's the same like rush and just it's so exciting. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just so exciting to me. So you understand how I feel then.
1: Hey, I'm a fangirl through and through. I, <laughs> I get love it. it. You will never have to explain it to me. I fully get it. It's so cool to meet people, you know, that you're a fan of. And yes. people say don't meet people you're fans of, but I think it's such a cool experience. And so I say, hey, do it.
0: I would say, like, maybe 90% of the people I've met exceeded my expectations.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's, like, I mean, granted, everybody has a bad day. But, like, obviously, don't go up to somebody if they're eating, you know, dinner, you know. Right. I feel like people that have usual bad experiences with people, they kind of, maybe they don't go about it in the best way. But also, everybody has their days, to quote Hannah Montana.
0: <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. You are so cute. Yeah. Hilary
1: Burton, who, if you're a listener, she plays Peyton on One Tree Hill, the nicest person in the entire world. I've never met somebody as sweet as her. She remembers your name. She'll remember your face. If you ran into her tomorrow at Target, she'd be like, hey, Erin, how are you? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How are your kids? Like, she'll very personable. Wow. So I always compare everyone to her, which is not great, but I do.
0: (laughs) But yeah, well, gosh, I almost, like, want to go to a convention with you now (laughs) because I would be thrilled.
1: I'm such a fangirl. I'm such a convention person. I'm watching The Vampire Diaries for the first time right now because my friends are like, you need to watch The Vampire Diaries. So I'm watching that and going to a convention for that. So I'm going (laughs) to meet Ian holder. He's
0: hot. Oh my gosh. He's a cutie for sure. I used to go to like probably five or six Bachelor events a year.
1: Have you ever spoken to Becca Tilly before? I listened to her podcast with Tanya Rad.
0: I met Becca and Tanya at the wine train and then also again at like a San Francisco Giants event and then again at, it might have been a live podcast. I can't remember. I've met them like three or four times. They're amazing. I mean, Becca is so sweet. Like every time I see her, she just gives me hugs for days and Tanya too. And she is hysterical. I have the cutest picture of me with Tanya. Tanya's like looking at me so lovingly and... (laughs)
1: Oh, I love that. I love them.
0: (laughs) My friend, my friend was like, You've got to post that and be like, find a guy that looks at you like Tanya looks at Aaron. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love them so much. I would love to meet Tanya and Becca. They're so positive and just really funny. They're
0: awesome. Yes, yes. And Becca actually back in the day, she did say that she would come on the podcast, but she has blown up like I don't even want to you know ask he's at huge. this point she's huge just like Nick when I met Nick I mean yeah. my mouth my jaw literally hit the ground like he is the he is the sexiest guy like
1: yeah he's great oh my god he
0: just oozes sex appeal it's insane I mean it's crazy and I I'm happily married and I have a very you sure <laughs> I'm very happily married and I have a very yeah. good looking husband but I promise you like I was probably drooling he was hot as hell, like seriously, and so nice. So, so so nice. So
1: Oh, I can't I can't even imagine.
0: <laughs> I'm like getting beautiful. warm, thinking about it, I'm like, ooh, I can take my jacket on here. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I'm all flushed. That's so cool how you've met all those people, though. That's awesome. My friends would just be, like, insanely jealous of you. No.
0: I mean, I I just was, like, I was on it. I was just like, you know what? I'm on a mission. I want to meet as many as I can. And I didn't even know that the year after, you know, we couldn't meet anybody. So, no. yeah, it just worked out that way. But people know that I love The Bachelor so much. They will literally just send me any event, anybody's going to be in like anywhere around me. So I was just Mm -hmm. I was always informed of like anything going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So much fun. (laughs) But anyway, I could talk to you for hours. Clearly, I have had so much fun. I want to make sure that people know where to follow Taste of Reality. Can you just like give us the information for the listeners if they're not already following? Yes.
1: So on Instagram, we are taste of underscore reality. We post... What's new in Bravo TV world, reality TV world, Erin's like our resident bachelor person, so (laughs) I always get a ton of information from her. We do reposts. We have a ton of amazing podcasts on there, like Erin. We have one geared towards the Kardashians, if you're a Kardashians fan, RuPaul. Ashley, like Erin mentioned earlier, she does pop culture and just like nostalgia which is awesome there's a lot of really cool people on there and then also on twitter we are taste underscore reality same thing for facebook and it's a really fun time with everyone over there
0: perfect yeah i'm just so blessed to be a part of such an amazing network i cannot wait mm-hmm. till we can all do live events again and you know i've heard that yeah. you guys just have so much fun with that so I cannot wait. I know that day is coming. But, you know, in the meantime, we'll just keep putting out great content. And you certainly do an amazing job of that as well. So please, guys, go follow Taste of Reality. And, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I had so much fun with you, Imani. I know you will be back. And uh, I do hope that we can someday attend a One Tree Hill convention together. That would be a dream come true. Oh, my
1: gosh, yes. We have to make it happen.
0: (laughs) Thanks to Imani for being here with me virtually. I hope you guys enjoyed our our episode just stay cozy and always stay safe out there and thanks again for listening and being a part of this one till next time bye